Say hello to a new era of mental health care. Cerebral is here to help you achieve your mental wellness goals with professional therapy and medication management support. 100% online. You'll experience the all-new Cerebral way, an innovative approach to mental wellness designed around you. You'll get a personalized treatment plan from a therapist, prescriber, or both in a safe and judgment-free space. Your cerebral therapist or prescriber will outline a customized plan with clear milestones along the way, so you can get to feeling your best. With Cerebral, you're not alone in your mental health journey. We're here to empower you to live a fulfilling life. So take that first step towards a brighter future and sign up today at Cerebral.com slash podcast and use code ACAST to get 15% off your first month. Offer only valid on monthly plans. Other exclusions may apply. Offer ends July 31st, 2024. See site for details. Hi, I'm Danielle Radojcin and welcome to the latest episode of the ASOS podcast, My Big Idea. I'm here in the ASOS canteen in London to chat to Sharmadine Reed, founder of War Nails, about how she's taking the success of her East London-based brand to the next level. Here's Sharmadine's big idea. Hi, Sharmadine. Hi, Danny. How's it going? Good. Um, thanks for coming to do the ASOS podcast, my big idea. Um, what's going on? Well, I've just finished my shop. Kind of finished, kind of not. Kind of a shop, kind of not. It's a new space that I've taken on in Dalston at 494 Kingsland Road. We, we keep using the hashtag 494, it's a good number. The last one was 420, which was even better though. Um, and yeah, I took this space to basically just bring WA back to the original roots of why I started it, which was to just have a fun like living room, bedroom vibe where my friends could hang out, we could do nail experiments. So I've just finished that. We've been so doing. What, what, tell me about the space. What is it? Is it a shop? Can you buy stuff or is it a salon or what is it? Well, I don't really know right now. What is it at the moment? Well, I sit in the back and do my work. I develop like new products and do artwork for packaging and then we've shot in there and then we do nail appointments just so on... can people just drop in or no they, only on ring? fridays fridays the nail day um they how do i make an appointment if i want to make an appointment 494 at wa-nails.com and then on saturdays and sundays we actually do master classes so we take six students and we're going to do them every single well we have been doing them every single weekend forevermore so any Saturday or Sunday, you can come and get a class and learn how to do the nail art that we do. So Who's teaching? You. All the war nail artists. Sometimes I drop by because I love it. Um, I taught the first few just because I wanted to make sure I knew exactly what was going on. I always do that. If I start a new bit of the company, I actually want to do it so I can say I can do every bit of it. And um, But my nail technicians, ones who've been with me like three, four or five years from the very beginning, they teach uh, you how to do the nails, but everything, like how we get inspiration, how we turn inspiration into a nail art, how you break down the design, choosing colour palettes. It's quite, it's quite full on, like an eight-hour day. And then each class is themed. So one class is just tartans and checks. One class is just leopard print because there's infinite so ways. So how many classes does do you do is it a course or do you just come and do one you come and do one class for one day but you can do as many as you want we give you a discount and how do you get onto this course 
just, just buy one. Just buy a course. Like you can go to, so you can not, go to like a makeup school and buy a makeup course. <laughs> but presumably, you, you must be oversubscribed. So do you not have some kind of process where you pick? Yeah, there's people. booking. There's classes from now till March. Right. So you just find one. So that's it's a free. first come first. First come serve first serve basis. Right. We usually ask you to send examples of your existing nail art. Because some people just like painting their own nails, but some people are actual salon owners who want to like add to their skills. Um, how much does it cost? Oh, it's loads. <laughs> no, like how much? it's £200 a class. Yeah. You get about £70 of gift bag of one London products. And of course, you just, it's a small class, so you get a real one on one like attention throughout the day to say what's, how to do it. We've had good feedback so far. We've sold quite Have a lot. Have you had any students who've gone on to do things like what you've done and found their own nail business? We've or? only just started doing them the other day, Danielle. Well, you know, expecting uh, great things. Well, most of them kind of want to do it in some professional capacity. I think it's nice to be able to... My main thing with WAR, when I just had staff, is if you teach girls how to do nails, you'll never be broke. Because... You can always earn 20 quid to go out, you know, on a night out. <laughs> That's how I see it. When the I was plan. growing up, girls used to braid hair. Like, if you could braid hair, which I could never, you'd never be broke because someone would always want their hair doing. But if you can paint nails in your hood, you'll yeah, never be broke. Practical, practical exactly. skill. Exactly. Yeah, so yeah. make... But you're monetizing it, able. and that's one step even cleverer. Yeah. Um, so, how did it all come about? This masterclass thing. Did you? How did the whole idea evolve? We get so many requests for people to teach us. We actually had a girl come from Chile, and she was well, like, she actually travelled all the way from Chile just well, to I do masterclass. Well, I think she was doing something else, but she kept emailing us every day. She was like, I was like, we're not, we don't do a class or a course. She was like, I'll just sit in the salon and watch you guys. And I was like, okay. And then I got, Super a, fan. and then I got a girl to just sit with her and show her like the techniques and stuff. And she just loved it. And she went back to Chile and like sent us all this stuff that she'd been doing in her own um, city. Then one of our nail artists was on a gap year traveling. She actually met up with her in Chile, so it was like fully international nail tutoring. And um. I just thought, actually, we could offer this course because now we've got our own space as opposed to just having a, a salon concession where we couldn't really do much. And then the other thing is, is that I've got these products that I really want to show people how to use them to the best of their ability. And I think, you know, a big idea of retail in the last, like, 10 years is not to sell product, but if you show people how to use them, you will naturally want to buy the tools that we've shown you how to use. So it's definitely... So you're a, using the WA products in your tutorials? Yeah, so you? we're using all yeah. our WA London products because I feel like I've made everything you need to do the things that we need to do. So there is a business strategy behind it, but I do miss just having like a bunch of girls come and hang out and try and paint nails and then leave and feel like they've learned something. So how much is this? So you're, you said someone on your team went to Chile. Do you have people on your team travelling a lot? Is that part of what you do? No, not really. It's just she was on her gap year, and I said, why don't you meet up with that girl who came to you the salon the crazy last super year? Fan. Yeah, so yeah. And she went there, and she was like, there's actually a really cool little nail art scene here. But it's, it's good for me because as I expand my business, it makes me think of all the cities that I could expand yeah. in. That was my next question, actually. What are you thinking of expanding globally? Definitely. We, um, 
Do you sell We sell our products. We sell our... I make... The products are a year old. We launched a year ago. I've learned so much in this year. We sell them in boots. And now, from now, we're going to be expanding them to all of the places. So we are going to sell on ASOS, I think. Hopefully, if we sort that deal out. And then I just want to take it globally. So we've done events all over the world. We've done events in Moscow, Bangkok, Shanghai. Wow. Like LA... Not LA, actually. That's why I see on your Instagram... Like you're in these constant, you're constantly in some crazy exotic location. I just love traveling. What was your fate? What was? Tell me something. What, like, what was the most crazy thing that happened in one of those places? Like, what was it like in Moscow? What's the nail scene like in Moscow? Well, I didn't do the Moscow trip because I was pregnant, um, or I just had the baby. But I went to Bangkok with the W Hotels, and that was intense. It was amazing. Why? What happened? It's just, firstly, everything about the W Hotels is pinky purple. So we were in like. Wall, nail yeah, heaven, heaven yeah. the colour palettes are incredible <laughs> the hotel design provided so much inspiration, everyone was so nice, we were treated like queens the whole time and then we went out on a night out in Bangkok and all these lady boys were just like loving my staff they were like, <laughs> you girls are so gorgeous, what do you do Amazing. and when they found out we nails? were doing nails they were like, oh you've got to come and do our nails and uh, were, we were like, ah okay we're going to come, like, to where, you know, your hood and do nails. But, yeah, that trip was intense, and it made me, like, I've been to Bangkok before, and I absolutely love it, but I just forgot how cool it is, and we think, you know, we are really privileged here in London, and we are cool in London. But when you travel, there's cool people everywhere. The girls in Bangkok were dressed so fly and so gorgeous. Like, very designery patterns, like, lots of clashing patterns, a lot of sparkle, like, jewels. I, was so I think Bangkok Fashion Week's sort of quite up and coming at the moment it's so as well. cool. Mm. Mixing their heritage of, like, prints and silks and all of that thing with modern fashion. I just... I, I'm pretty obsessed with Bangkok right now, actually. I, I really love it. Yeah. And I did, like... I did look at all the girls who were coming to the party and look at what they were wearing. Then I packed my outfit very like, okay, so I'm going to pack loads of sparkly, iridescent, holographic yeah. things. And yeah, my uh, my wardrobe went down a treat for that week. <laughs> Where are you going next? I really want to go to Miami, because believe it or not, I've never been. I can't believe I've never been to Miami. Why? It's so weird. <laughs> Why do you have to have gone to Miami? I don't know, but I feel like I should, because it's like part Caribbean, part American. Yeah. It's got so much flavour, the art deco. The art scene full stop, which is like the main basis for our inspiration, is either art or fashion. And um, sunshine and clubs and music, so I'm gonna, I, I think I'm going to go yeah, in yeah. December. I can see you there. Yeah, yeah on the beach. Happening. In my roller skates. <laughs> roller skates and hot roller pants. Roller skating. Bikini top. With my uh, Diamante headphones. Okay, so you've got the so you've come back to the shop on Dalston Road. Um, yeah. Is that because so what happened? You is that because you started out? Was it Dalston Road where you started out? Started out 420 Kingsland Not Road. Dalston Road. Kingsland yeah, Road. Sorry, in Dalston. Yeah. yeah. The shop's now. And then that it's kind of spun out into loads of different things, didn't it? Is that why you're saying you brought it back? To oh, the it just shop? got too big. Yeah, and it got big in the wrong way. I so think. What, in what way? Well, I got big in a salon way, as in we opened a couple of salons, and I remember reading somewhere once when it, um, like a business advice thing, and it said, in terms of expansion, sometimes the second one is too much, you know, and that really resonated with me that. 
you've got to get it like at such a high level but I was what the so the second salon the second as in like the second you, location you open is sometimes yeah. too much but we did a lot of it's like the second shots. album yeah second stars. album everyone's waiting yeah. <laughs> but I just didn't have the infrastructure to support the expansion and all the opportunities that were coming but I didn't want to say no to any of the opportunities so every I, I think I never said no until like year is that four. something that you've always done is that a kind of policy of yours not to say no to stuff just to say yes yes to kind of follow the opportunities it's not a policy it's more like I always want to be there first yeah as in our salon was like first and I would never want to do something after somebody else has done it even if I know I could do it better I just wouldn't bother doing it so you say it didn't work out maybe quite like you thought or how you hoped but what did you learn from that experience as a business owner you've really got to be there and I just didn't like all the locations we had, so I never went to them. <laughs> but people would come in expecting to see me or expecting to at least have the vibe of me, but it was a bit of a dead vibe. So I just thought, let me... Now, I would never have... Um, I don't think I would have closed the concessions if I didn't have my products, because for me, I've got a... I really enjoy spreading the message as far and wide as possible. And when I wrote the first two nail art books, I was like, okay, this is awesome. They, they were like best-selling in fashion and beauty. They're, there's an American print, an Italian and a French edition. So I was like, I'm now spreading my message far and wide, but I'm now making money while I'm sleeping. We don't have to be open oh, to make money. So then with the products, I was thinking the same thing. Like we spread the message as far and as wide as possible. Like on the back of every single bottle, it still has our core phrase which is for downtown girls worldwide and it's like important that even if they don't know anything about war it's something interesting you'll yeah it'll spark a it'll spark a thought process so now i think if i concentrate on expanding the products and just build one sick salon which i want to be in central london so so you so it's going to be it's not going to be where you are currently on kington road no this is just functioning more as my office i i'm right now i'm raising money for the first time for our company to build like the sickest salon anyone's ever seen can't wait like salon of the well, future how do you, what do you think about that whole area the hackney dalston thing how, I mean, you've obviously been there now when did you open 2009 i think it was how's it how's it changed i've lived in hackney since 2003 the richer i not richer I'm not rich at all the more money I made as in from being a student actually earning money the closer I moved to Shoreditch I started off in Clapton ended up in Haggerston before it was kind of called Haggerston because it didn't have a name and that area has changed so much and how's it changed what, what are the what's the main what's the main what's the main difference you can get a coffee when I lived in <laughs> any, any coffee any coffee <laughs> I'm not even joking when I lived in Haggerston when I moved to Haggerston like seven eight years ago you couldn't get a cup of coffee no you couldn't go to a restaurant you couldn't like <laughs> buy an outfit because there were no clo- like you know there wasn't anything there and I quite liked it that way because it was a bit of a dead zone between Dalston and Shoreditch yeah. but you couldn't get like a cup of coffee in Dalston not like now so where are all the wild girls hanging out these days what's the new place well don't shoot me but i've just moved to west london <gasps> <laughs> i've just moved to um goldborn road so and cool i bloody love so it cool. i love goldborn road i bloody though. love it it's so, so good the antiques everything it's such a vibe and it's like yeah. a community vibe and what i love about how aries is a community and when i moved to hackney there was a community of like 
us lot, like I often say, like the real gold boys and the work it girls and us, we're a community of like people who are contributing to the like cultural economy of the area. That's quite a long commute though, isn't it? Plus- it's 40 minutes and it's nice because I get to read. Yeah. I used to I walk that. out my house before and be on in my shop in two minutes yeah. and you don't get to like ease yourself Also, do you the find day. that you um, communicate with your team and people you have to deal with or just, just um, electronically now? I communicate most on WhatsApp with my staff. I yeah. always say WhatsApp is for staff, is that your favorite? boyfriends oh. or family. <laughs> Like, people who don't have iPhones. Do you still email? Are people <laughs> even emailing these days? I bloody hate emails. Just too many a, coming into your inbox, right? Just too many. Mm. Just way too many. The best way to get at me is either iMessage or WhatsApp. Yeah. <laughs> get at me, homie. So what do you do these days? What do you do if you're feeling really uninspired and you need a little pick-me-up? i tell you something. This has been happening to me a lot lately because I feel like everything that I am inspired by get so like bastardized in some way that it kind of misses the original point and also because I'm so busy and I think this is typical of entrepreneurs is you spark with an idea as you get busier and become running the business you become less of a creative which is why I now need to raise money to build an infrastructure and team so I don't have to do the boring stuff but right now I'm running the business I lose time to find inspiration so I made this little diagram of all the things that kind of make me happy so I'm like if Did I, you actually physically draw it? I physically draw it. drew it, like, almost like my, st- my son's sticker chart. So I have yeah. a sticker chart for my son. I was like, I need a sticker chart for myself, actually. Yeah. I need a sticker chart that says that. I need to run for 15 minutes every day. I need to make sure I visit a gallery at least once a week. I need to make sure I go to the cinema at least once a fortnight. And I need to make sure I read a book or buy an American magazine or, you know, all of these things that I need to do. Little and things it's like a sticker happy. chart for myself. To I make sure that, that sounds like a whole business idea in itself. Otherwise, you get out of sorts, and you're like, "What's wrong with me?" And then you're like, "Oh, it's because I haven't been exercising, yeah. or oh, yeah. it's because I haven't had my hair done, yeah. oh, my nails done." <laughs> well, that sounds very inspiring. All right. Well, thanks very much for sharing no your worries. thoughts with us, and good luck with the masterclass. Thank you very much. Thanks, london.com <laughs> Plug. Plug. <laughs> Bye. Thanks. So that was Sharmadine Reed talking about her big idea. Tune in next week to hear the next My Big Idea and check out previous episodes on Acast, iTunes or your favourite podcast app. Bye! Spin your passion into a business with Shopify and break sales records with the world's best converting checkout. Let's hear that one more time. The world's best converting checkout. Shopify's legendary checkout makes it easier for customers to shop on your website, across social media, and everywhere in between. Now that's music to your ears. Any way you spin it, you can be a smash hit with Shopify. Start your dollar a month trial today at shopify.com slash records.